Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh, yeah. Men, 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 <laughs> men, men, men. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Men. Yeah, man. Mm. They should have called it dudes. Dudes. Studs. Dudes being guys. Swinging dongs. Here we go. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm, twirling dongs. You're tormented. It feels more like... Haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony and let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why I didn't drive him to it. I thought it be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize, he'd still be alive. What? Yeah, and you know... That is not an exaggeration There's about dongs. this movie. Yeah. There's some some dong is hung. <laughs> yes. Within the a four dong. walls of a this dong. motion picture. Yeah. yeah, it's a dong. It's a dong. Mm-hmm. A uh, singular dong. Yeah. This is, oh my, my goodness. This is Alex Garland's latest film. Um, it's got very mixed reviews, I've noticed. Audiences aren't that into it uh, uh audiences hate it in point of yeah <laughs> yeah it's got like a d plus uh, cri- cinema score cri- yeah critics aren't particularly thrilled about it either this mm-hmm. is um this is the director of uh ex machina and, and annihilation he did um the show devs he did devs mm-hmm. yeah devs uh i i generally enjoy his work mm-hmm. i think alex garland it tends to be he's p- pretty good with characters but he's most known for like you know lofty sci-fi ideas very right? very yeah like yeah lofty t- uh, dense like annihilation and devs are kind of dense annihilation especially is real dense right and this was labeled i think when we talked about a hypecast we, there wasn't much um in the ads like they didn't really explain it that much uh we got the sense that it's a woman whose husband has died possibly killed himself but from the ads he sure looks surprised about it uh so uh and and then she goes to a small town where there's like the same dude i think we speculated it would be obviously like sci-fi alien stuff Mm -hmm. um obviously spoilers for this oh yeah we're gonna Uh, spoil the hell out of it as much as we can (laughs) yeah oh yeah well yeah that's the thing i bring up the speculation because i think probably the reason the audience is didn't like this film uh is probably because it doesn't explain very much hardly of what's going on yeah there's some i i have some guesses based off the symbolism in the film yeah but uh it's very weird uh (laughs) yes it's very esoteric (laughs) yeah it's it's so and it, it it not much happens in it i guess i don't know if that's fair to say um it's 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 the cast is i believe four people yes right that's it that's it that's well technically technically five not even technically it is five people um all right so it's her the the men her the men uh, her friend and her her husband husband uh the police woman oh right so five people you're right Mm. there's one more yeah uh and so what we learn is that it's this um, lady uh, asked for a divorce with her husband 
who threatened to kill himself and is ridiculously abusive. Yeah. Um, emotionally and um, physically. Yeah, it's there. She makes a point of in the scene. He, she's telling him he wants a divorce. He's threatening he's going to kill himself, being very manipulative and well, abusive she, about it. And then I think he's, she, she's telling him, right? The, yes, yeah, she's telling yeah. him she wants a divorce. He's freaking out. He says all that, and then he hits her. Um, and she's she mentions later it's the first time he's actually been physically violent with yeah, her. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say she. She certainly reacts like it's the first time. Yeah. She says, get the fuck get, get out. The fuck out. Yeah. She uh, immediately draws the line right there. And she's like, I don't give a fuck what happens to you. I You're just, done. Yeah, Game I, over. Just, I felt like it was important to highlight that because the, one of the themes of the movie seems to be about the various kinds of abuse and violence that are used to uh, trap women. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is basically the movie is about men trapping women. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the fact that like, I, well, it, I think it, more I think it, it is that. like, I think it truly is is she's or her husband dies it's okay okay but i think i think it really is as what it's literally about a woman going to the countryside to get over a horribly bad relationship and that's what yeah. it is oh yeah um yeah, like yeah, yeah everything that happens to her while she's at the house this country house is like metaphorically about breaking out of that yeah about breaking out of the uh what this guy did to her yes because so the i but there's yeah the other layer of it is she wants a divorce and he's like threatening to kill himself and it's all framed of look what you're doing to me Mm -hmm. and that i think is important yes is that there's this idea uh that while men can be physically abusive women are the real mind fucks right yeah like oh yeah women they'll mess with your heads that's all that's long been the the trope that's long been the joke yeah right i would argue women could be physically abusive and men can be mind fucks um and the difference is is that one of the two is usually bigger uh and more prone to abuse you know Mm -hmm. like that's what it comes down to and so what this movie is pointing out is that like men are almost use that as an excuse yeah of like you're driving me crazy you're manipulating me while they're being just as manipulative plus the physical threat exactly that's what it's like you're being intimidated into the intimidated with the threat of, of physical violence into this emotional violence yeah it's right yeah and yeah, so there's completely. throughout it the men keep kind of framing it as what did you do to him? Yeah, like, and yeah. look what you're doing to me. Yep. You're you're hypnotizing me. You're forcing me to be so uh uh you know incredibly yeah, like, captivated you, with you, I guess. Yeah, I, and it's I, like I, look what you did to my hand and it's like you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely I some you you did that. Yeah. There's definitely some layers here that we have to Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unpeel. We're we're kind of uh, we're kind of all over the place. Right well, we're, I think we're talking about the general meaning, right? Because yeah. there's two there's two major things going on. There is what does this movie mean? And I think what it means isn't lost on anyone. No, it's, uh, yeah. There's some of the imagery may be a little too dense or confusing because I, I'm trying to. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't well, quite understand. I'm like still like sorting my thoughts about it. Right. But, I, but I think like the, over, it, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious to pick out what it's trying to say, I think. Yeah. And I, I saw some of the criticism of it being like, it doesn't go beyond that. And I, I kind of, we haven't said, so we should probably ask this question. Tom, how did you like this film? Um, I really liked it, although I recognize that it's probably a lot of sizzle and not much steak. Yeah, that's it, my thoughts exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's probably, to a lesser extent, something like It Comes at Night, where people went in expecting one thing and then they got something entirely different. I think it delivers on the horror side yes i think what it i think what the problem is is that it doesn't explicitly say what's going on and i think that bothers people because i think what's the beauty of movies like this which it's i guess we what do we call it elevated horror is that the yeah. the, premi- the 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 definition where it's get out um it comes at night i just mentioned there's a huge there's a huge variety of this type now that's come out, which is that it clearly means something that is beyond what's literally happening in the movie. 
Yeah, a lot of layers of of narrative and visual symbolism and and stuff that, yeah. And what I think someone who doesn't like this film can argue, and I I don't blame them for thinking this, is that it forgets to do the the real-life explanation. Yeah. Where it's, like, all symbolic. And, like, the problem with that is when you go and you look at those other movies, that's the beauty of it, is they find this, like, horror scenario that's very much real, and then you realize, oh, it also means this, you know? Yeah, and... This is almost all like symbolism and not much like like so here's what's actually happening you know and and i think where i'm coming from with the the sizzle and and not much steak is to me and i'm still like parsing through my thoughts uh, about the film um yeah i don't feel like i mean it's very very artfully done and it's uh, the imagery and symbolism that he's chosen are are interesting and, and compelling uh um, in, in a real visceral way in a lot of them. Uh, yeah. But I don't, it doesn't feel that profound or, uh, you know, like it, it, it seems it, like, yeah. it's like, um, it's uh, pretty simple. It's, it's like a gourmet cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a very simple idea. It's not like a, a terribly uh, deep reflection on uh, the tyranny of, of men. Um, no, in, it's in, not. In terms and of, I... uh, you know, yeah. How, yeah i don't think it's supposed to be yeah uh but i it, like the but it's, i feel like argue... i feel like you i feel like the movie the way it's told and the way like it's like this is really close to annihilation in terms of just how dense it is uh when mm-hmm. you're like well this obviously means something i'm gonna sit here and think about what the hell this is um it seems like it's Pres- not like it's trying to trick you into thinking that it's deeper but like you you it makes you do a lot of work to uh arrive at something that's like 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 i'm think like i keep thinking about it and i'm like is that is that really it though is there no more to it i guess I not. Know, I'll, I'll have to watch it a yeah. few more times but like i guess what what i it's funny that we're framing this way because we both like the film yeah it's more of like i understand like when the movie ended, I was like, ooh, people aren't oh, yeah. going like to be not happy <laughs> uh, with this. <laughs> yeah, because in terms of a horror film, it is anticlimactic and somewhat unsatisfying. Uh, it certainly gives you gory moments and scare moments. Yeah. But in terms of the story of, itself. Plenty of WTF moments for sure. Yeah. I would argue that the main character, she probably, watching it a few more times, there'll probably be moments where I'm like, well, why did you do that? You know, there's a lot of like, oh, you should really be getting out of here a lot earlier. Um, And I think think that's what some of the criticism is going to reflect, which is that it's trying, it definitely feels like the, the movie is trying to give off a message. And it almost feels like the actions that happen in it are taking a back seat to the message that's trying to be said. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, the message is pretty evident. Yeah. Um, and so like, I've been irritated with movies that's done that in the past. Yes. Uh, so I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Especially if it's not interesting. Like if it's, if right. it's, if it's a very obvious theme and it's, it's making me do a lot of work that's not very interesting. And then the story, like the actual narrative, like the story itself is not satisfying. Yeah. Then I'm going to be like, fuck this yeah. movie. That was my issue with The Lobster, which I know a lot of people like, um, where it felt like it was all like, oh, you get this message? You see what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, yeah I, I saw it. what you were saying 15 minutes into the movie, and now I'm bored. Uh, but like, I guess the the key thing you said there was as long as it's, if it's especially it's a, if it's not interesting. And I guess that's what did it for me is I found this movie extremely interesting. Yeah. And it does uh, it does sort of take you on directions of thinking that you maybe wouldn't have initially thought of as being an aspect of of this theme of how men trap women in in relationships. Right. Because uh, there's a whole lot about at least what I think I'm interpreting it correctly about um control over uh childbirth and like taking childbirth away from women. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of imagery along those lines. Yeah, it asks the hard questions like, 
what if men were Russian nesting dolls? Of a, yeah, of the same dude in, <laughs> yeah. in different costumes, but the same yeah. dude. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of like the in the movie opens with a shot of nature reclaiming a building and in the foreground is a dandelion blowing its seed pods into the wind and that's a big recurring image is that dandelion and its seed pods and this idea of like reclamation but then like the dandelion is an invasive species that reproduces asexually and it's there's a lot there's like a lot of uh there's like a a a creepy ass fertility uh, like plinth in the church that's very much mm-hmm. not like a crit not christian iconography it's like clearly pagan um, yeah that was that was so we're getting into like what literally happened yeah right? <laughs> yeah um the the dandelion what the moment they showed that i was like oh well that's a very it. big clue yeah that has to be is yeah it's before the movie even begins it's like oh, first okay. shot yeah, it's i've first seen shot. the trailer yeah first image uh, which is do you think it's uh an alien I think it's um, some kind of entity. I don't think it's... It it could be that nature spirit, or at least what was interpreted to be that nature spirit, because like you'll notice the the face on the plinth on the front side, the male face, um, which is a side that's facing the parishioners, and then the the fertility goddess is in the back, hidden from the parishioners. I think that's probably intentional, too. And not just because if you saw this image of a, a... spread-legged woman in church you'd be like that's probably not that's a weird. church thing that's a little weird <laughs> yeah yeah the movie does heavily imply that it's some sort of god or spirit yeah i don't know why that's but been i in the still area feel for like a while yeah yeah i still feel like it has alien origins it might because uh, there's i i think that's what he's trying to tell us which is that this is something that's been here for a while mm-hmm. uh that has been clearly like embedded itself in the culture here but there's a very uh brief moment of just showing us space yeah. where she like and it, it just felt like okay i think you're doing and the creature well, also, kind of is alien like in in you know what it's doing yeah uh and like nobody seems to notice that everybody if all the men in this town kind of look like the same dude yeah. um and but uh if you notice in that in that shot where there's that very conspicuous shot of space towards the end of the movie the the galaxy looks like a vagina oh yeah it's it's like there's there's a lot of vaginas in this movie a lot of repeated yeah, it's vagina a, it's imagery. a vagina rich vagina rich yeah. uh movie for sure you know it won't be the last vagina you see that's in true the movie. yeah it's very true yeah it's my goodness my goodness we haven't even again we haven't really even gotten into the plot here yeah Uh, so we haven't even really said what happened to her husband we're like all over the place with this movie well there's a lot of questions yeah this this movie like i just came home i saw this movie the night before you just saw this i just saw it. so i came home and i just sat for about a half hour when i got home and just thought about this movie (laughs) yeah i haven't had that time yet so i'm mm, i'm thinking i'm like you're gonna hear me process the movie basically i'm still processing it so i'm sure my foot will be within my mouth uh several times yeah i mean in the in terms of like there might be some obvious things that we'll miss that mm-hmm. the second time around we'll be like oh that's what it was about yeah of course uh yeah so the woman goes to this town so yeah the, what happens with the husband which is revealed i think around the first act um but it's in pieces um yeah is that he hit her she kicked him out and then apparently he went up to the top or the floor above them and tried to shimmy down to their balcony. And that's why he looks surprised when he's falling. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, there's this, it's sort of ambiguous. Like, did he slip or did he let go? I think it doesn't matter, but I'm pretty sure he just slipped. Uh, just because that's what the movie seems to want me to think. Yeah, well, and uh, well, I don't think it's trying to make you decide either way because it's I, it's it, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. I think because yeah. the idea is that she's carrying around this guilt, like she feels responsible, yeah. and it's because he threatened to kill himself. Like he put he did that to her, and yeah. so regardless of whether he let go or slipped, like she's carrying the guilt of that because like, Oh, if I hadn't thrown him out, he wouldn't have tried to climb down in the first place. And it's like, right. yeah, but 
he's I responsible for his like the the ultimate realization that she's she you know not realization but like she comes to terms with the idea that well none of that was on you that's all like he's the one that he's right. the one that uh, hit you and made you throw and you threw him out in response to that you're reacting to his behavior he's the one that climbed up to a stranger's apartment like a yeah, maniac like an asshole. and yeah. tried to climb down like that's that is that is irrational behavior that's not has nothing yeah. to do with you it's not your fault at all but because right. of I, you know yeah i think some of her knows that too i'm sure she's been told that a lot too and it's it's complicated you know like obviously she's, she feels guilty yeah. but i think she knows it's it, she shouldn't right um, and it's it's like coming it's like when you know when you logically know something but you're emotionally still feeling like the uh, like the opposite is true 100 percent. Right. like we've all been there yeah so he falls in a gnarly way and this <laughs> yeah, is in we, a very this alex be, garland way <laughs> yeah it has to be pointed out because he uh it's not like a it's it's uh they just show us they show us the aftermath and specifically he has split his hand on a gate and his hand is split open uh and his arm and he's hanging off of it he's hit his head and he's broken his ankle Mm -hmm. uh and he's in all this fucked up position and i bring that up because it comes into play yes uh and so that that's her sitch that's her sitch so she goes to this wonderful cottage and she meets what's his name is it andrew jeffrey jeffrey i knew it was one of those names Mm -hmm. it's either andrew Uh, or jeffrey you had a 50 50 shot (laughs) i know and he's very british he is uh, the most British man. Yeah, the he's most the, British he's man. He's the great who's ever British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, contained yes. within a single Every, man. He's everything, including the pastries. He's yeah. all of it together. All of it. He gives her a tour of the house, and it's delightful. I don't know about you, but did your audience laugh often? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a couple of dipshits in the front that were laughing. I guess at the accents because they were just laughing oh. at everything. Oh, I meant like laughing. Uh, obviously, this scene's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Um, but like later when there's a naked man about, people were laughing, but it was not, it wasn't like laughing at the film. It was like, a, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Like those kind of like, Jesus. Like I, I sat fairly close to uh, a lady and I could hear her reactions throughout. And there was a lot of like, what? <laughs> like that shit. And like a lot of like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Um, and I think it's it's that kind of movie where there's clearly very intense scenes. There's scenes of uh, violence against women. There's scenes of near sexual violence. Um, and, and then, so like, and then there's just graphic body horror at the and end. And then there's graphic body horror. And like, so there's a lot of vocal things from the reaction. My my audience, by the way, was weirdly broy to the point that I thought I was in the wrong movie at first. And I like nothing against bro looking dudes, <laughs> but it was like filled with bro looking dudes. I love the idea. And I that... was like, what's going on? And they loved the movie. They were delighted by it. I love so... the idea that they were just walking by and they saw the title. And it's like, well, yeah, there's no, where we, like, oh, we got to yeah. go. We got to go. We're men. We're men. This says men on it. Yeah, we go see, in it. Yeah. They, see, <laughs> they, they thought see it was the, the bathroom. Yeah. They see the sign that says <laughs> men. They're like, oh, this is the place. Yeah, this must be the point. <laughs> yeah. No, they Come on, they, guys. they were to, to their credit. My audience was they seemed to like the movie. Um, it was just really weird at first. When I was looking around, I was like, I don't know about this crowd, man. It's like backwards hats, like like real broy, like like muscly broy dudes. I didn't uh, have, and so it was like shit. My audience didn't seem to like it that much, and also. Uh, a bizarre number of people arrived like 20 to 25 minutes late. That's weird. Like they were people coming into the movie, like almost, almost after it had been on for like a full 30 minutes. I was like, who's, who's trickling into men? I know you don't go to, you go to a Cinemark, but I have a, I have a way to gauge whether or not I'm going to like the audience I'm in. And it's, if they cheer for the stupid Nicole Kidman AMC thing, because it's a meme, I, I tend to be pissed off throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. It te- like that usually happens at Marvel films or blockbusters and like with audiences who are like, who feel like they're like kids, like, you know, like the, the people who like seem to be entertained by any fucking little pandering thing. And they cheered for the AMC thing. So I got really like, ah, oh, fuck. And what made me happy was the realization that we're all here to see Alex Garland's men. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? The movies are back. The movies are back. She deserves that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because it, the realization was like, I'm kind of glad this weird, rowdy audience is here to see this like indie film because I expected it to be fucking deserted. So I don't know. It, it, that's a good sign, I think. But yeah, that's really weird that your audience came in late. There was a lot. Your of audience that... was worse than mine. Mine was a good audience. Yeah, there was a lot of people came in late. Um, the dipshits in the front knocked it off after a little while. Um, that's good. you know after the really wild shit starts right. happening <laughs> right i guess that's they realized good. oh it's not going to be one of those kinds of movies oh yeah when i worked at a movie theater that was one of my favorite things is when i knew a movie was fucked up and every now and then there'd be a particularly rowdy audience that'd be like yeah let's go see this and it's like yeah you go see yeah, that you go see, you that. Go see that movie mm-hmm. it's gonna ruin you yeah <laughs> <laughs> bros coming coming out of fucking like buffalo wild wings crossing the street like yeah requiem for a dream yeah, let's yeah. go requiem for it's a like dream. yeah you enjoy that movie exactly yeah. the same one yeah yeah um <laughs> audience doesn't matter yeah. our audiences uh anyway. where were we so um yeah so he's very british is yeah. the point he's the most <laughs> british man yeah, he was delightfully if British. You ju- and if you just told, you can already tell there's something weird with him. If you just told a police sketch artist, uh, British man, this is who they would draw. Yeah, he's like offensively British. Yeah, I think he's in British face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really and there, I mean, there's even a comment where she kind of makes fun of how British he is. Yeah, she just uh, yeah, she has a whole bit where she's like, he's the most country I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's imagine like the hot fuzz town it's it's similar but even less populated it's it's like a very small town yeah. with like a single church a pub and so like the first day she goes walking and that's where we get the trailer moment with the tunnel uh and Which this is a naked really man cool scene man yeah oh, it's God. so tense but they do this cool thing where she just starts layering her own echoes and it the whole score also we should probably mention at some point so but it's, good it's the score is composed very much like this echo stuff she does in the tunnel where she's layering her own echoes and it's discordant, but also there's a right. weird, uh, it's, it's off-putting, it's disturbing. And the whole score is like that. It's very, yeah. it's a lot of vocal chants that are discordant. Right. It's, it's bookended by that one song too, mm-hmm. uh, that y- that's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the tunnel scene, very intense. They do this good little thing where she has to go down like an embankment, like go, da- go down to get on this uh, path. And then we, as you see in the trailer, the, someone stands up at the end of the tunnel. What you don't see in the trailer is it makes a screech mm-hmm. and the screech echoes back at her as she's running and it's getting, the screech is getting louder and louder and louder every, every new echo. And it's like, oh, that's great yeah and then they specifically (laughs) yeah they specifically show her go accidentally go past the little path she took onto the big path and you're like ah fuck and she gets to this other side with this other other tunnel that's been closed off um and there's there's definitely some implications that the tunnels are important right i think it's i think it's related to the birth imagery yeah i think yes that that too but i also think it's like these abandoned areas and stuff i feel like that's where it like dwells yeah there's the the opening shot again it's the idea of there's a constant theme of reclamation and i think and like the tunnel and the other shut tunnel are both areas that have been like at least partially reclaimed by nature so i think yeah that's the idea where like it's blowing its little alien seed pods into the wind like a dandelion and his little spawn guys are growing up in these reclaimed areas yeah for sure and like the naked guy is clearly like a new one yes i I assume he appears to Uh, be yeah that's the assumption i made as well because he doesn't quite know what's going on um yeah he he sees her and becomes enamored of her and consequently everybody all the other men in the town get enamored of her and that's something i guess we'll have to talk about in a second is it a hive mind yeah it's a hive mind okay that's what i was about to ask (laughs) well (laughs) okay that are they the the... same guy though no they're not well they're not they're not okay got it i don't well i don't know because i think i think they share their damage they They, share the damage that's true i think i think it's weirder i think it's more abstract than that yeah i think you're right it's it's not a lot of this is that's the other problem with the i guess not necessarily problem but the problem people 
might have uh, with the movie is that the narrative itself is a mix of literal and non-literal things. Right. It's very hard to tell what exactly is happening at a certain point. At some points, yeah. Yeah, she acts kind of weird at certain points, but I think some of that has to do with how someone might react to a traumatic moment. Yes. A situation. Like, I love... I'm skipping ahead a bit, but when the birthing scenes are happening, I love that her reaction is just like, okay. And like <laughs> goes to get a knife. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. She goes to get, like, she's just like, or the ax. She goes to she's get just the ax like, at that point. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. She's just like, you know what? I, I, I'm not interested in this. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Like I, I like, um, she goes everything everywhere from like sh- sheer terror to exhaustion. Yeah. And just, and it's a lot of, again, I, I imagine uh, dealing with like some of the emotional journeys women go on in, you know, relationships it's, that are abusive. Like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, I feel like it's trying to reflect that a lot. For sure. Like the, the place she's at, at the end of the film, when it finally transforms into her dead husband, spoiler, and sits yeah. on the, the, the couch next to her and she's like, well, it just, sorry, it, we'll, we'll get to that. Sorry. Go yeah. on. I was just like, well, it just, it's just, what do you want from me? And she's like, yeah, completely exhausted, but also sick of him. Right. Like it's, 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 it's a, it's a woman about to leave. She's about to walk out and she does. Right. Yeah. She sure does. Yeah. It's, it's, the entity is dangerous, but it also is pestering. It's, it's pathetic. It's like, he's, he's basic. He's doing what ends up happening is she gets the, on this walk, she gets the attention of this entity and it starts doing everything it can to get her attention uh, because it's obsessed with her. Yeah. Um, And it represents all the different ways men could like mm -hmm. a little kid who's like, I just want to play with you. Why don't you want to play with me? You stupid bitch. You know, like it's, the it's, vicar it's coming stuff. to her with wisdom, yeah. Jeffrey being a nice guy, uh, the yep. cop being a, 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 an authority, an authority figure that gets stuff done, you know? Yeah. It's all these ways men kind of present themselves. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it kind of talked about like, it's a lot, a lot of it's also about men's self-loathing, uh, uh-huh. which is, yeah. Interesting as well. Like, um, and it's, you know, it, it, it it's. I would say this is not actually, despite the title, a commentary necessarily on men, Mm-mm. but on like abuse. Yes. Uh, more and it's it, and it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's called men, so it's very specific to uh, the way men can c- be abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, it's showing that whole spectrum of like yeah, the, the like the the idea like a vicar is perfect, where it's like someone who like he touches her leg while he's yeah, giving and her very, advice, and it's like and he it's, and in that scene, it's very interesting. Um, like I remember flagging it when I saw it. He is more uncomfortable with it than she is. Right. Or, or like he seems to be more disturbed by it. Like she barely seems to notice that he's got his hand on her leg. Yeah. Um it's it's all these like predatory ways yeah. men and are to the, trying to do this. To the point where at the end the birthing scene that we keep referencing is the entity appears and starts just rebirthing himself as all these different versions of the men so it's like it it literally culminates in him trying to reinvent himself to what he thinks is gonna make her stay yes and uh, we might as well just say uh if you've ever watched birthing videos Uh uh-huh that's what it is Uh uh-huh like i don't know how else to say it is that um you're gonna watch birthing this is the most crownings (laughs) i have ever seen yeah it, it is um, Cronenberg. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. The point. The it's, final. I think the final clone he gives birth to out of his mouth, feet yeah. first. It is. Yeah. I, buck yeah. wild. Dave. Yeah. I should know when I call it Cronenberg esque. I'm not. Well, I'm sort of saying that actual births are Cronenberg esque because they are. But yeah. like I'm, it's it should be noted that he's birthing full grown, full grown uh, versions. Like, yeah, it's it's like a a child sized person with an adult sized belly. It's like yeah. yeah, it's it's some real it's it's like a it's like a Giger version of it's child a, it's birth. an apex twin music video. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's some real uncanny valley shit. Uh, it's you know, 
uh, pretty fucked it's, up. It's, and, uh, it is. A, it's a man continuously giving birth to a full-grown copy of himself. That maybe takes a few steps, says something, and then suddenly collapses and gives birth yeah. to the next version, and so on, yeah. and so on. And it was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's uh, wild. I loved it. It's that wild. was when I heard, that was when, by the way, the voice in the audience went, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, the, the the other part of this that I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. So one of the other grotesque moments is the first naked guy. Um, this is like third act stuff. So we skipped over kind of like she goes to a pub. Um, she interacts. She's clearly, I feel like she's clearly noticing that these are other versions of the same dude. I don't know they if do she's, a, she's not, she never reacts to it if she does notice it. Yeah, they do a good job of making them look somewhat different enough. But I also... I get real like Lovecraftian vibes from the monster, which is that like, it's hard to tell, like we said, what's physically happening. Mm -hmm. And like at one point it blows the seed in her face and it almost puts her into a trance. And there's this moment where it's like nothing quite happens and she just kind of goes back inside and closes the door. And it's like the monster doesn't attack. She doesn't run. She's like in this weird state. And then it reaches its hand through the thing. And suddenly we're back at it. So there's moments like that where I'm like, oh, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um, I feel like the, the what we're meant to take from that is like a single one of the seed pods goes in her mouth um, yeah. when he blows it in her face. And I think we're meant to interpret that as she's been briefly infected with his bullshit again. Like, yeah, I he's, think so he's, too. he's convincing her to give him one more chance, basically. Essentially, yeah. Um, so it's like, all right, I'll go back inside and listen and hear you out. You know, right? And he li- he sticks his hand in, and she stabs it right through the arm, and he just slowly pulls his hand he, back uh, out, of the, out of the out of the mail slot. Yeah. yeah, he bisects his own arm, and then later he's like, "Look what you did to yeah, me!" Yeah, look what you did and to I was me! Like, it's like, motherfucker, mm, you did that. Perfect. But this yeah, was the part yeah. that's confusing. All the versions of him from then on have a bisected arm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's all floppy and he uses it in grotesque ways. The fingers still function. Like, it's clear that he's like, it's kind of like the thing where it's like, you know, his his uh, arm is still functioning beso- like despite being bisected. Yeah. He has like a uh, cool so octopus hand now. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. So it's this thing where it's like, okay, well, what is he? Is he a, is he just a clusters of spores? Like is he is is because the, also the other thing that happens is and you see this in the trailer is versions of him will vanish almost in the blink of an eye. Yes. And so it's like okay, well what's going on there? Not sure. Yeah. Uh it's not all in her head. They confirm that at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a question of like what is this thing? I would argue, and I think you agree with me, Tom, that they tell you enough that it's not right. It's unsatisfying. one of those. We've said it before uh, uh, on this and sundry podcasts uh, that the unexplained or the unknown is a perfectly viable thing to land on for a horror movie. We don't need to completely understand everything that this entity is and what it's doing in order to understand what the story is about and what's happening yeah i would argue that a lot of horror movies good and bad will get themselves bogged down in that exactly because a lot yeah a lot of movies like it becomes this weird cop out um and like it's almost this thing where like we the thing we we feel like is a sign of a good horror movie is when they yada yada as efficiently as possible. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I think of like evil dead, which is a game I've been playing where it's like, you look at what the demons are. It's like, yeah, it's like an ancient book. That's all you read from it. And it's like, well, I love evil dead, but did you even need that? You know, like ultimately it adds to the movie in a positive way, but you know what I'm saying where Mm -hmm. it's like, Sometimes horror think, movies, it's like, I don't know if I need it explained in no, detail. The book just answers why here, why now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, in the, in the case of this, it feels like it's, they explain enough where it's like, okay, yeah. like you said, this overgrown, abandoned areas are clearly being slowly, like, this t- small town is basically slowly getting infiltrated yeah. by these spore-like things, these entities that are taking it over and... I believe want to continue to spread their seed. Yeah. Um, 
and it's just but it, you know it's a real sausage party because it's all them yeah and well and and you um, know there's the policewoman which indicates that it's doing it uh, you know people aren't aware that it's happening it's just like you mentioned it's right. clear that it's been such a part uh, it's like in, inserted itself into the culture of this village for however many hundreds of years at this point that people right. just don't notice it anymore um yeah yeah and it makes as much sense it as, it as needs much sense to. as it needs to uh, but I do think it presents itself as such a mystery in like the trailer and in the beginning of this movie that I think some people might get, you know, they, they kind of yeah, want it. I can see spelled that out. being unsatisfying for sure. Yeah. Um, I think um, the split hand has something to do with it wanting to maintain a connection to her because like after it splits, it's, it splits its hand and, comes up to her as both the little boy and the vicar and then he has this weird speech about how he's obsessed with uh the idea of like he's he basically says like i've cast you as like the ultimate knowledge of all things carnal or something is yeah. like the line he Which, says to great her. pickup line yeah folks oh, man. you gotta use that you gotta Especially use that yeah when you're when you're like a greasy old vicar yeah <laughs> with like long hair yeah you look like you're playing acoustic guitar yeah um <laughs> yeah playing acoustic guitar to fucking i don't know <laughs> just the worst concert the i don't know worst picture the possible wor- picture the worst concert or party yeah and that's that's where this guy's at yeah um yeah and so yeah he he, he wants he oh, but, he's oh, right, right right so like she uh um, uh, she stabs him there and then runs out and then he appears in the road as she's driving away as Jeffrey and she hits Jeffrey with the car and is you know upset because she still likes Jeffrey so I think that's one reason why the entity goes to Jeffrey at this point it's like well she still likes him so right but anyway a nice guy I that's the moment that was the weakest moment to me where I was like I would keep on driving yeah like I mean, Jeffrey is clearly one of them, but yeah, it's but fine. It's, it's not clear how much, <laughs> how much of that is, uh, I guess, dramatic irony. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah, clear and how until much of this it, moment. Yeah. Jeffrey has been, uh, good. Yeah. He's been know? good. Yeah. He's you, you, you trust he's him a, beyond the know, fact that he looks exactly like all the other yeah, men in the film. He is presenting as an ally. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he gets, when he when she hits him with the car he gets his ankles and his head fucked up in the same way that her dead husband did so i f- and then he is perpetuating those injuries as well as he continues to rebirth himself so i yes. think he's maintaining the hand injury as as a way to maintain a connection with her i that's think that's what it that's yeah that's the thing the final question which is at the end you realize oh he has the same injuries as her husband Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is that he does yes he does the hand to himself but it's all circumstantial too like it's all a coincidence rather it's it's like him getting hit by the car is something Mm -hmm. she also has it so it's like it just so happens that he ends up having the same injuries which i find interesting but there's also implications that it can read her mind yeah uh, mm-hmm. and that it can and so like that's part of it is like well he says he says again, to her i have the same injuries as your any he, he births himself as her husband and he wouldn't have any idea what he looked he like, like unless he, yeah. unless he could read her mind yeah it's part of why it's like a lovecraftian entity he like controls her phone uh at times yeah he'll bleep himself in there like a like a little freaky little monster little monster yeah. face yeah so again he's clearly like a physical entity but not mm-hmm but also not uh and that's that's i i actually really think that's cool i i i think more horror movies should play with that idea mm-hmm. i i just mentioned evil dead i would say that's a that's actually a uh a version that does that yeah where it's uh, like Freddy it's a physical thing a that too yeah 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 where it's hard because it means that you don't know the rules as well and so it's depending on the type of horror it's good to establish rules this i would say this isn't a traditional horror. They can't make 10 of these, you know? No. Uh, it's, 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 it's not, it doesn't need to, I, I, in my opinion, it doesn't need to hammer down rules. No. Um, I, you get yeah. the feeling that it can affect, it can affect her mind and like, but it has to physically get to her. That's, that's definitely a component. Yeah. Yeah. But then we, as we said, it's pathetic and it wants her to love him. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't want to just, like 
attack her. So it's trying to like appeal to her at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. And it's, and so it's, the movie, the, it's the same scene as we see earlier when we get the flashback of her talking to her husband before, right before he dies, where um, he, when she's like, I want a divorce. And then he fucking whips out the, I'm going to kill myself. I'll kill myself right now. If you divorce me. And then she yep. is like, I'm, she says to him something like, it's like, I'm, I'm, Oh, she's, she keeps saying, please don't do that. Please stop saying that you're, you're being frightening. You're being this, you know, just please don't do that. And yeah. he yells at her. It's like, stop saying, please. I'm the one pleading. I'm the one begging. And so right. it's like, it's like the same thing that the monster is doing. Cause it's, yeah, exactly. it's full on terrorizing her. And then it's also like being like, you know, pleading and pathetic at the end where she asks, yeah. what do you want? And he's like, I just want you to love me. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I have this axe, so this you know slimy what? Slimy little creep. Yeah. It yeah. also, by the way, her ex-husband tries to get her phone from her, or does, and tries to unlock it and shit, which again, the creature is fucking with her phone. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of fucking with your only communication to other people. It's closing you out yeah. from others. Uh, and it does that more in the horror movie way where it like possesses her phone for her friend, isn't really her friend, uh, or, or rather... Um, no, she, her friend it, does get her address. Yeah, it just, but it, do, uh, it does do both. as her friend. Yeah, it texts yeah. back as, as her. Um, yeah, and it's the same. It was hard to tell. Her friend says at one point, like, "I'll use that axe behind you," and that seemed to imply that her friend could see something that she couldn't have seen. Um, it was it was a weird moment, but I think they were trying to just introduce the. I axe. think they were just introducing the axe. Yeah, that was a weird beat to me. Is like I don't know that that. I feel like there were less sweaty ways to put the axe in. That's like my only note. I don't I feel uh, like what they were getting at with that was the, uh, cause this is the same friend that she was texting with before with her husband. Um, I think the idea might be something along the lines of like, when you're in the situation, you can't see, you can't necessarily see a, uh, some of the Maybe. some of what's going on around you like you can't see like the the abuse or um certain aspects of your situation so maybe that was it where it's like this axe that she's been in this room again and again and again and again and the axe has just been there leaning up against the fireplace but the movie's never called attention to it until that moment it's Maybe, like hey yeah. what about that axe that's been there the whole time right well she hasn't needed it that much either right, exactly she hasn't they needed do the, it. they introduce the knife pretty quickly very early like that's another moment where i'm like oh yeah because she cuts the fucking grapefruit and they make horror sounds as she's cutting it like the sound of her cutting it is like too squelchy and you're like oh she's gonna use that knife later uh yeah and so basically that's how the movie ends is he come he transforms sits down as the ex-husband and says i want you to love me and she laughs we cut to the title and then there's a quick after title of her friend showing up and she's outside, still covered in blood, uh, and she smiles. She's, and she she she's smiles specifically smiling at a little green leaf. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it seems like she chopped his ass up. Yeah, um, but that's the kind of thing that's going to piss off an audience. Is like they don't see it. They don't. She. We never see mm-hmm. her kill the villain. Uh, and I don't know. I think that. I, I think that's on purpose, right? Of course it is, yeah. Is not showing the violence. It's like not glorifying the violence in a way. And it's sort of like this is the more important moment. Right. And I'm and it's the since the whole point of the film I think is catharsis, yeah. um, there isn't that part of it. Right. Like she's not going to literally like kill the specter of her husband or whatever because he's already dead. Right. Um and it's like that's not a thing you really get to do, but um yeah and and like her friend when her friend gets out of the car her friend is pregnant and she's looking at a green yeah. leaf so there we have that you know birth and rebirth and renewal imagery again that's like oh, i'm yeah. finally out on the other side of this i'm pretty sure that's what that means <laughs> it's definitely means something because when her friend gets out and is pregnant it's a you know you it's a reveal yeah there's definitely yeah symbolism of you know like you said birth obviously mm-hmm. um you know uh uh just like seeds spreading um there's a part where one of the dandelion scenes goes into a dead deer mm-hmm. uh and so i feel like it's sort of about the idea of um like like 
it kind of the idea of, of men wanting to spread their seed and what they're putting their seed in not mattering as much in a way or not being treated as well. I feel like there's a little bit of that in there. Uh, yeah, I think um, the, the, the chaotic idea, the idea that dandelions are invasive, invasive species that just sort of right. cast it all the wind. And then when it, it goes into the eye socket of that dead deer and it zooms back out of the deer's skull... Uh, and it's covered in maggots, so it's right. like it gate. It, so it's like the seed planted maggots in it. I don't know, man. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. A lot of it's like it's uh, it's very like music video esque, where it's yeah, like it's, like yeah. the <laughs> main the main idea is there, but a lot of the other imagery, it's like I'm not entirely sure what you're saying here. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, of, it's it's a lot of. It feels like the main theme is is very uh, identifiably. Uh, almost immediately you're like oh, okay i got it you get it from the trailer almost yeah. um and then there's a lot of like imagery and themes to me anyway that are uh related but not like necessarily um i'm trying to think of the word they're they're related but not like directly uh related to the primary idea i guess i'm not sure right yeah there's there's it's tough. It's, yeah, it's tough. Like, like so again, we're gonna have to watch this a few more this times. Fucking thing. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. The title men and and that that the how these men are acting and the villain. It's like that's very clear. Yeah. Again, like you said in the trailer, when I first saw the trailer, or no, it wasn't the first time I saw it, but I saw it in a theater with um, a group of people a while ago. Uh, several were women, and when they when the title went up, men multiple women women that we, i was seeing it with but also just random women in the audience just all went uh-huh yep <laughs> like <laughs> they all just went yeah that makes sense yeah we Fitting got it. title <laughs> yeah. yeah yep men yeah 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 <laughs> don't need to see that i get i get it i got it <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and so i think that is part of the criticism where it's just like it's not the main thing it's like yeah no shit yeah, you know? the, yeah again, um, it, it seems like a lot of very very fancy em, embellished uh storytelling for not a super complicated idea yes but there like you said there's a lot of other ideas sprinkled throughout mm -hmm. that you're like mm, i bet that means something or like what exactly is that trying to say uh that's very interesting and then yeah. the story itself while vague I found perfectly reasonable. Yeah, um, I, I can it. get why other people won't, but like I, I understood enough. Um, and it's creepy, you know. And it's, it's that the was whole, the final part. Is the actual imagery is fucking. Mm, yeah, the, love the, it. the idea of it's a just it's a just the straightforward narrative of it is a classic creep 'em up, you know. It's yeah, woman alone in a country house runs afoul of some demon or some supernatural yeah. entity that's uh, obsessed with her and yeah. uh, all sorts of creepy creeps happen yeah yeah and it's it's fucking weird and creepy and it's it's grotesque more than i thought it was gonna be yeah uh, oh yeah it got it got a little louder than i expected <laughs> yeah it really did and uh yeah uh, a lot of trigger warnings uh mm -hmm. across the board and not not just for women for just people in general who might not uh particularly enjoy certain imagery uh yeah. but it's got a whole lot it's alex garland man mm -hmm. like it, it, annihilation similar but this one is really like my goodness yeah <laughs> you uh you outdid yourself here sir it went all out yeah um so yeah i guess that's my take on it is like i enjoyed it i well, i'm not surprised that people might not enjoy it. And I don't think people are wrong for not enjoying it. Oh, no. Uh, no I, I mean, I, I, yeah, you can't call somebody. I mean, yeah, there are some, I was about to say, you can't call <laughs> people sometimes. wrong for disliking something, but there are sometimes you can be like, no, you're just wrong. Cause you, you're yeah. not liking that. Yeah. There's sometimes where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was a great movie mm. or, or vice versa where it's like, why does everybody love this? It's a shitty movie. Um, but like, this is one that's definitely like, I see how subjective this movie is, uh, in terms yeah. of the criticism. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a fucked up ride. It's one that's like, I, I, it reminds me of something like enemy mm -hmm. where it's, it's not trying to, it, it, it is telling a fairly straightforward story, but it's telling it in a way that you're like, 
I'm not sure if this is symbolism or if this is really happening, you know? Yeah. Like, and then there's moments where I'm like, I'm still not sure. The shot of her screaming in the tub that's in the trailer, I'm like, I don't know what that was. Yeah, there's also a couple of shots of where it shows scenes we've already witnessed uh, playing out slightly yes. differently. Yeah, I saw that too, where she's escaping and they're showing versions where she's like I think that doing slightly different things. I think that's related to, she has a, a bit in the scene with the vicar where he's like, do you ever, do you find yourself going through, or he doesn't right. ask, he just says that it's a statement. He's like, you find yourself going through what happened and thinking if I'd only done this, if I'd only said this, if, if it had only played out this way. And there's part of the uh, shame of being in an abusive relationship uh, comes from oh you like replaying past incidents in your head where you're like I should sure. I should I I could have done that differently you know like you, right. you you're hard on yourself for making the decisions that you did so I that's how I interpreted that but I'm not entirely sure that's correct well I also think so I think it's important and I I like I've been trying to write something similar to this idea which is that like we kind of talked about is you don't have to ch- tell people everything that's happening with this entity as long as you kind of know like you being the writer mm-hmm. and i get the impression that he knows that he knows the rules yeah uh and he's just not telling us which is honestly how it would happen in real life where you encounter something that's so fucking different than humans that it seems like magic at times or and it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense so i also interpret it as that way of like are we seeing like time change are we seeing like, like, I think you're right. Is that what it kind of symbolizes? But the literal version of what's happening, it's, I, I was kind of imagining it's like, almost like it's tripping her up, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, in Evil Dead, there's a lot of that where Ash is one place and then he's suddenly sitting somewhere else or doing something else or reality sort of shifts around him. And that's the shit I like where it's like, oh yeah, the, it's, the missing it's, time idea. Yeah, it's like it's fucking with her brain mm-hmm. in this very interesting way. And that's that's how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right is what it means is probably what you're saying, because they talk about that specifically. They do. Yeah, that's the, all, the only reason I it had me thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting film. Yeah. Yeah. F- uh, show show it to kids. Yeah, show it abs- to children. Yeah, 100%. Yes, please. Get everyone in the neighborhood. Get all the kids, the kids on the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Um, have a little movie night out under the stars. Project it on a bed sheet in your backyard. Give all the <laughs> kids pizza and Kool-Aid and show them men. Yep. Show them men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no other thoughts It'll the It'll moment. cure them of nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. It will. Because, yeah, all of their nightmares up until that moment will seem like, you know, like fucking distant distant fantasies yeah. compared to the reality of men of it'll watching see, it, men it, it'll seem in like your backyard a, a breezy ride on the cartoon express yep <laughs> they won't even know what to fear after yeah, this exactly they will fear nothing yeah. they will fear exactly. nothing after they finish man because i have seen all of the horrors uh, right. cyclopean imagination can conjure yeah <laughs> God, I love it when shit like the. I love that there was a trailer for fucking. I had the trailer for Crimes of the Future, and it's like, so this is what I'm. This is my hope. This is my dream, uh-huh. is that we're coming off of Marvel, and audiences are like, you know what, Cronenberg, like let, we're gonna go the complete other direction. We're gonna we're gonna be so anti Marvel that we're all gonna watch the bleakest, most fucking surreal shit imaginable. I want I want I want that you know yeah they're gonna the 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 landscape of uh of of the box office is gonna shift so dramatically that the next ant-man sequel is gonna feature a sequence where an ant-man painfully transforms into an ant god i hope so yeah Mm -hmm. i want yeah i want this birthing sequence to be the next happy meal toys Mm -hmm. you know Oh, they'd you be the coolest. Little, you, you press just, it on the back and they split open and the little guy comes out. Yeah. It's it's like a slinky, if that makes sense. It's like watching mm-hmm. a slinky go down the stairs, except it's a it's an entity continuously giving birth Birthing. to itself. Yep. You could also do like a play-doh, like those play-doh factories where you push the play-doh through, uh-huh. but it's the shape of a person uh-huh. and it's getting birthed. And you just out. put a there's slightly a, different wig on him each time. Yep. God, there's a lot of toy opportunities with mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like very, it's a very toyetic action. film. Very toyetic yeah. film. 
Yeah, for sure. Joel Schumacher could have come in here and <laughs> given us some vehicles, some some mm-hmm. ribbed glowing vehicles. Yeah. It would have been right at home, I guess, yeah. with all the Yeah. You could do the husband who gets battle damage, like you can Oh you yeah, can, yeah, battle damage Intr- James. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His arm splits. Yeah. <laughs> his ankles snap oh shit yeah press the that's action bu- button on his back and his ankles powder mm, that's turn, a world they, i want to turn to bone dust <laughs> oh my god yep. men that's men that's men folks uh we done we're all set here yeah we're all finished all right hey Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you quick about our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, you get $5 a month. You get access to a bunch of podcasts um, exclusively on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Uh, for a little more money, we watch uh, movies every Friday night with our patrons. Uh, we just watched the Star Wars prequels. So, yeah, you boy, know. Boy, did we. Boy, did we. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to love there. So, check it out. We also have a store. Head over to GameFlynnEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, posters, stickers, mugs, uh, all sorts of things. So check that out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stay away from men. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, if you, and if you yourself are a man, try to give everyone around you fair warning before you regurgitate uh, a clone of yourself feet first through your right. mouth. It was pretty fucked up of Alan Gar- Alex Garland to like reveal that we can do that. You yeah, know, like I that was no our idea. secret. I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. I'm going to spend the rest of, uh, of the evening trying to throw up my brother. <laughs>